Diego Let's get into it, folks. I guess this is welcome to episode number 178 of the Cacho Podcast. Simon Amo coming at you, joined by the lovely Luca Manglavidi. But this is take two. Yeah. This is rough. Uh, where do we start? Where do we start here? So, so we recorded about an hour of the pod on video, mind you. On video. And, um... We're outside right now. We're not in the studio, in the in the podcast studio. We are outside in my backyard. We um, had a little soiree together. Having a great time. I'm not going to lie to you, Luca. I was a little fucked up about an hour ago when we started this pod. I'm not telling you I'd be good to drive now. I'm not. But it was much worse an hour ago. So I'm going to blame that on what exactly just happened. So... My laptop died. We've have, we've got an outlet outside. I thought we had sufficient charge to make it through a pod. Apparently not. We've got like lights and microphones plugged into the laptop. It's a very high tech operation over here. And my laptop died while we were recording. While we had gone for, we, we had gone for maybe 50 minutes. That's basically a podcast right there. So, here's what we're doing. I'm a little listen, I'm a little frazzled right now. Yeah. But we're not going to let this bother us, because here's what we're going to do. This is take two. We're going to fucking shoot the shit a little bit. And then in however long, I don't know, when, when we decide we've had enough here, we're then going to switch gears, and you guys are going to be able to tap in to a fucked up Sam and a mildly fucked up Luca Manglavidi, our guest this week, um, for what was supposed to be the podcast. The first part of the podcast. It's now going to be the second part of the podcast. This is just us kind of reeling from exactly what just happened. We're going to keep this rolling. We have a lot more to say on quality sound, I should say. Because here's the issue. We So my laptop died. We lost everything that we were doing. I'm a fucking idiot, right? We've been doing this for four and a half years. I'm an idiot. I deserve to be shamed. But there's nothing we can do now. Right, and because we filmed the podcast for clips, we have like a record of what we were saying. We're gonna upload that video to Spotify in much lower quality sound. Right, so so the sound is not gonna be good. It's gonna be through my iPhone, about a meter and a half away. But when we switch gears, and we'll let you know when that is, the sound is gonna decrease six, very significantly in quality. And I'm going to become a lot more drunk and fucked up. And that's because it was an hour ago when I was drunk and fucked up. I don't know if it's any good. It could be the best or the worst podcast we've ever recorded, that I've ever recorded. I don't know. We're going to see. But we're keeping that in. And if you go to Spotify, the Cultural Podcast on Spotify, you're going to be able to watch the video. So we're going to make up for it by putting a video of the podcast. Now, what, here's the good thing. My brother came outside a few times. Yeah. Like, well, once or twice, he crashed the pod to smoke a joint. And 
The issue was he wasn't speaking into the mic, but because now the audio that you guys are going to be hearing later is going to be through my phone, you're actually going to hear what he was saying. So this is kind of a blessing in disguise. Now, I'm not claiming this is good, but we're going to roll with the punches here, and we're going to make the most of it. So I'll get to this a little bit. This is the start of the podcast for you guys listening. Luca and I have been fucking talking for an hour, and you're going to hear that chat in about... I don't know. Well, when we decide to tap, you know, to, to switch over to that part of the pod, and you, you guys can tap into what we were saying before on much lower quality audio. My laptop is plugged in now, so there's no chance that it dies. I'm a fucking degenerate, Luca. How do you feel right now? How do you feel? Um, do you think we should start afresh? Because that's what you were preaching. We're not going to do that, but do you think we should start afresh? This is a disaster. Frazzled is a great word to describe it. Frazzled is. The only word to describe it. We were in the middle of discussing uh, a trash, a trash eleven of that's low key Azzurri. That's Armando Itzo's spirit, or I don't know what. Yeah, who came down? He he unleashes wrath. You know what that is? That's Armando Itzo's dead father, who got shot in Scampia on a Vespa when Armando was like two years old, coming down saying. Fuck you. Yeah. And Pedro Romero did it. Oh, the fuck, don't respond to the do That's what that was. That's what that was. Maybe. Because we were talking about Armando Itzo. Uh, how do we even... I mean, what's up, man? We got Marlboro cigarettes going here. Now, so you were telling me that you bought cigarettes in K-Town. If you're not from Montreal, you don't know what that is. It's a... It's a a Native American reserve, a reservation, south of the island of Montreal. Why do you buy your cigarettes down there? Some people have said it's like Disney World down there. Supporting local economy. Supporting local. How much do you pay for a pack of cigarettes in Kanawaki? It's, a, it's an interesting point. I actually don't know if you can buy a single pack. Well, well, yeah, you what's, the mi- what's the minimum? How many cigarettes do you usually buy down there? Well, usually it's on me, but... Usually, right. friends of mine. What what, what um, can what can a per- if you're visiting Montreal and you want to buy cigarettes for as cheap as possible, wh- and you decide to go to Kagmawagi, Kagmawagi, how much would you pay for a for bunch a- of cigarettes? The minimum, the least number. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Don't quote me on it, but for a, a carton, let's say, which is ten packs, twenty bucks. How many cigarettes are in one pack? Twenty. Is that ten cents a cigarette? Twenty cents a cigarette? My, my arithmetic is not great. That's not a lot. How are the cigarettes in uh, Kanawaki? I mean, I'm not a cigarette connoisseur, but uh, that's a lie. That's a lie. No, no. But realistically, tobacco is tobacco. Like, who's who's to say that? Uh, Theirs is worse from others. We're lighting cigarettes with a lighter. Uh, sorry, with a, with, a, with a matchbox right now. We're lighting cigarettes with a matchbox right now. Now, we have a little class over here. These are Marlboro Reds from España. What does it say here? It says, Fumar aumenta el riesgo de ceguera. I believe that's blindness. Blindness. Are you trying to go blind, Luca? I just got laser eye surgery a year ago, so you're good. I'm. I'm. I got lifetime insurance. I would be very upset. I mean, if you went blind from smoking cigarettes after getting LASIK, 
that w- you could sue whoever operated on you. That was a very fun time, actually. I remember that was during the Euro last year, and I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble with your current girlfriend, who's lovely. I love her. We're going to go play foot golf with our girlfriends together sometime soon. Maybe we'll film it for TikTok or something. I don't know. We're going to play foot golf. We have golf courses out here where you could chip a football into a football-sized hole. She's love it. I love her so much. She's so nice. I've known her for a very long time. And yeah. God bless her. She was very patient. As you tr- sort of figured figured out what it is you wanted to do. I don't know. You were kind of... You're very non-committal, generally, right? You you, you tend to... Luca's very... Yeah, Luca's been on the pod before. You're very risk-averse. Yeah. And I think yeah. you kind of didn't want to admit how much you really loved her. But, um... Deep down, I mean, you, you did. And now you're dating. It's been over a year since you guys have been, like, officially an item. And that's very exciting. So I don't want to disrespect her in any way. We won't name her, but she's lovely. Right? Thank you. We won't name her in case you ever start dating someone else. And then maybe this could be that person. And it's kind of like, you know, like, like, like on the timeline, it's ambiguous. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Your girlfriend is lovely. Um, but, um, by the way, Paolo loves her. But, um... This was before you were dating her, right? We were going to go to watch Italy play a match in the Euro last year. I had like a live event plan for Montreal listeners against, yeah. I think it was at Cafe Trichado when we were playing the Austrians last year. And you said, I don't know if I could come. I just got LASIK eye surgery. I got to wear these Oakley sunglasses yeah. anywhere I go. So it would be very unfortunate if... The surgery didn't work. If for you to have gone through that for like a week, and you were you were you were kind of hesitant to go because your ex girlfriend was probably going to be at the cafe, and you didn't go out of respect, out of respect because you were like, you oh, know what, I don't think I should be seeing her right now. I got these glasses on, but you know what, like, I look so good with these glasses on. It's like a vintage look, like one of those fucking guys who wears glasses. No, like, no, they they were bad glasses. They were very nice. Ford. You look, I, I didn't want to go out in public. You looked general, like you looked very hip. You looked like you looked like one of those fucking avant-garde fashion fashion connoisseurs who was bringing back style from the nineties. And you thought if you saw your ex girlfriend there, it would have been disrespectful to uh, your current girlfriend, who you were kind of speaking to, so you didn't. No, come. we were friends. You didn't come. Because you thought I look so fucking good with these glasses post LASIK surgery that if I show up right now, my ex girlfriend's there, she's gonna pounce on me, and I can't have that. That that's a good spin zone. You're, the the reality of the situation was that these glasses were horrible. Stop lying! I didn't want to be out. Stop with them. lying! Out of respect to your current girlfriend, who you were not dating at the time, granted, but who, who you were in love with, enamored with, you thought I can't possibly bring myself to be in the presence of my ex-girlfriend looking this good that's this, that's been this is weird now listen again paula loves your girlfriend and she's gonna listen to this podcast she loves her we're gonna have a great time at foot golf one day in this coming month hopefully right but the reality is i used to know your ex-girlfriend we went to we went to university together i introduced you to her right and uh, Paula likes her too. And it's kind of weird because they are still friendly. They still talk regularly. They share secrets and stuff. 
And I learned this recently. Your girlfriend in law school, she's, I mean, she's, she's a tremendous, she's going to law school. She's pretty. She's respectful. Did I mention she's pretty? She's gorgeous. She's, she's lovely. And she's going to be a lawyer? Are you kidding me? Thank you. You did, I mean, you were going to be a lawyer and you thought it was going to be too much work. You said, fuck it. I'm going to go to the private, I'm going to, I'm going to work for private industry right now. So, you have a lot of respect for your girlfriend. In law school, she befriended your ex's best friend. That's weird, isn't it? How do you... How do you... Um, how do you kind of rationalize that? Is that weird for you? In any way at all? I'm not involved. As, as weird as it sounds, I don't, I don't deal with those interactions. Who knows what they talk about? I agree. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine this best friend who's heard from two people how big your dick is? She, I mean, if anyone knows you, it's this girl. If you decide, like, if you decided to fucking be a scumbag and now this would never happen because your girlfriend is lovely. I hope you marry this girl. But if, like, you and, you and her best friend. Sorry, you and her law school friend, who's best friends with your ex, wound up stranded on a desert island, and you you had to procreate. She knows exactly what she's working. Am I being a little too uh, uh, salacious here? I mean, you know, we're adults; people have sex. It's fine. You know, I know it's not especially pleasant for your girlfriend. I love her. I hope she doesn't get mad at me for bringing this up. But this girl has heard from two different people. What your genitalia works like? It looks like your stroke, you know. Like, you imagine? Does it bother you that there are women out there who know exactly what you're working with? But this woman actually, she's heard from two people. No, I think like you gotta know who you are. So you know what? Like, you're speaking. You just... That's a platitude. That means absolutely nothing. You're not saying anything. You don't know what to say. Am I catching you off guard? Should I change the subject? Should we talk about a little couch on the couch podcast? Well, we can go for that. Just say yeah. Okay, there we go. You're off the hook. I can't get past this shit going on in Toronto with Lorenzo and Senior. I am so jealous that I might go to Toronto. Maybe do a little stand up, fuck around there. Maybe get some podcasts in with some friends of the show in Toronto but Lorenzo Insigne is in Toronto he's injured right now he's they're playing Montreal on the weekend he's yep. probably not gonna make the trip which is very unfortunate but um I can't help but note and listen I've worked I worked for CF Montreal before I can't discuss them in the public sphere at all I can't give my opinion on anything they do. I think it's a great organization. I love the ownership. I love the staff. They're great. The guy I used to work for, my old boss, said he would give me a letter of recommendation if I wanted. Now, it just so happens that I lost my mind. And I decided not to re-enter the job market. I decided to work for myself. But if I wanted to, this guy said he would write me a letter of recommendation. He's a great guy. Okay? but So I'm not going to slander them because I love them. But is it fair to say that Toronto has done some things in the last two weeks since Lorenzo had seen me sign for them that, I have, that neither of us have ever seen any MLS club in Canada do? Is that fair? I mean, what a vibe Toronto looks like right now. 
I'm jealous. I'm, I'm very I'm a, jealous. I'm a CF Montreal fan. I'm very jealous. No, I'm not saying that this is about CF Montreal. This isn't about them. Okay. But TSN, the ESPN in Canada, released... Um, would you call this a... a, a is it a documentary? Is it a, a special? I don't know what you would call this, but but they um, created like there was a, there was a show that aired last week about Lorenzo Insigne signing for Toronto. They they, they made a special. They I don't know. Would you, would you call this a special? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a special. It's like a documentary. It's like a one time show, kind of like. I guess a bit of a deep dive on Lorenzo Insigne, who signed for Toronto FC. By the way, it's probably good that my laptop died before, and that we lost that audio, and that we're now going to have to play back that audio on the co- on the podcast. Like it's going to be garbage audio, but it's probably good that we're going to do this at the start of the pod because we're not going to lose people right away because we're actually talking about a little calcio here. Yeah. Okay. So. No, we spoke about calcio. We did, but it but, but it took a while. It was very roundabout. My brother yeah. came in and he started calling me a bigot because I was. I was sharing a take about homosexual men uh, and how promiscuous they tend to be. But anyway, that, that'll be for later in the pub. We've got a great show for you guys lined up. Um, we're going to discuss this this like special from TSN again, like like the ESPN in Canada, the sports network. We're going to watch this special that they made on Lorenzo Insigne. What's the what's the name of the show? Is it? Is it the Magnificent, Il Magnifico, is that what it is? Il Magnifico Lorenzo Insigne. Il Magnifico Lorenzo Insigne. A little 5'4 Napoletan guy who just signed for Toronto FC for $10 million net a year. Secured the future of his family despite the fact that he ended his prospects of ever playing for the national team again. What do they have to say? Let's play this out and kind of... Give a, a live take on the podcast about this this special. Just bring your phone up to the mic and tilt it my way so I could watch it with you. Let's see what's going on in Toronto. Blast the sound. Blast it. Blast the sound. We got a shot of Vesuvius in Naples. And a church in Naples. And a field in Naples. It's not just a sport. It's one of the most important uh, deal in the world. Uh-huh. It's a mix of economic reason, political reason, sports reason. So uh, it's important for the country, not just for pause, pause. Okay, why do we insist on including these Italians who can't speak English? in content to be consumed by North Americans. Why do we do that? Why do we pretend like we understand what these men are saying? Have you watched Serie A this year? What's that guy's name? The guy that played in Scotland? Is Pasca- Manuel Pascali. His name is evading me. He's an Italian man who played for Kilmarnock in Scotland. So he talks like this. I can't believe I, this is a great goal from Juventus. They, they really deserved it in this game. And nobody understands what this man is saying. But because he's Italian, we have this like reverend. He has this reverend like expertise that we just kind of accept. Why do we like nobody knows what this man is saying? Yeah. It's, anyway, it's, uh, there's nothing to say. You don't need to comment on it, but I, I, just, I just wanted to share that. I don't, I don't know what this man is saying. 
learn English if you're going to be in an English special. For Christ! Or just put English subtitles. Nobody knows what this man is saying right now. Play it into the Mike Luca, Mike Labidi. I've never seen something like that in Italy or another European country. This is coming from Amato, by the way. City and I know the fans so well. And every single day they're thinking about football. Pause. Pause. Now, by the same token, why do we have to pretend that Lorenzo Insigne speaks Italian? There, I mean, there were jokes on that, right? Why do we have to pretend that Loren- nobody in Italy understands? Just like I don't understand what Magno Pascali s- says when he speaks English. I don't understand anything Lorenzo Insigne says. Which I do, because my father's Southern Italian. My father's Southern Italian. I understand him better than I often understand, like, say Tiziano Crudelli, the, the, the commentator of Milan. Like, if you speak Milanese Italian, I, I kind of get lost a little bit more f- easily, right? Just in your accent. I understand what Lorenzo Insigne means. I'm a fucking... I'm a descendant of illiterate peasants. Okay? I know what Lorenzo Insigne is saying at any given time. Much of Italian people... Much of it, much of Italy doesn't. Right? What is he... What does he say? Io sono stato... Guarda... Questo è Napoli da... Ho tivato in Napoli tutta la mia vita. Like... It's interesting. Now, Italian is a very interesting language, right? Because it's a lot of dialects. And uh, he speaks in such a way. You know, in order to kind of... If you were to write out, like, word for word, exactly what Lorenzo Insigne is saying, you would have to substitute the T's with the with the letter D because of how lazy his tongue is. He doesn't say, Tutta la mia vida. Tutta la mia vida. Tutta yeah. la mia vida. It's, it's just an observation. Okay, interesting. I don't understand what he's saying. Napoli's history as a club, the passion and the, the emotion of the people, of their fans, going to play away for Napoli was always one of the games that you were most excited for. This is Michael Zabi. Are they really going there? Are they really going there? Is that the best they've got? Ta- passion. Dude, if I have to hear these fucking buzzwords again, the Napoli fans bring the passion. They're passionate. They're, they're fucking colorful Mediterranean people. You see... They die, they breathe football. If can, can they fucking do a, a special without a fucking platitude? Why don't they talk about the fact that the Camorra rules that city? And they've got trash on every street corner. And it's a garbage place. And it's my favorite city in the world. Could they just fucking lean into that instead? Napoli is a very passionate city. They love football. You understand? The Napoli fans were very, um, very, uh, very animated. Is that the best they got? Come on! What are they gonna? Do? What are they doing? I. Where are they going with this? 
Are we wasting people's time playing this out? Are we wasting people's time? Skip like five minutes. Let's, let's see. Let's cut to the meat and potatoes here. I'm getting fed up. I'll be back and literally he said, Bill, it's just time. I told him we keep him going. Seguramente uh, ha sentito l'ambizione del Toronto. It's a very ambitious club, you see. It's a very ambitious. I'm here to win. Lorenzo said, I'm here to win the Champions League. Voglio vincere, voglio vincere la Champions. La Champions. Do you have any idea? Like, Italians aren't taking this seriously, you know. You love Sky Sport. On I love Instagram. Sky Sport. Sky Sport on Instagram has to be one of the best pages that's ever been created on Instagram. Ever! Because what they do is, you see, they post stories that are going on in the world of football. As you do as a news provider, right? Who specializes in sport. But the difference, you see, with like Sky Sport and ESPN is you have these savage Italian followers who just comment all this shit and they're super negative. They're the most... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the comment section is the best comment section. They're the, the most pessimistic fan base followership anywhere on the internet. They just they'll rip anything. They'll rip anything that gets posted. They make sarcastic jokes. They'll say, "Oh well, at least he's still alive." You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like the, 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 they'll just they'll fucking think of a rant. That, I don't know. Just take take any take take any situation. They'll they'll take they'll. Okay, I'm not speaking English here. The followers of Sky Sport or Sport Mediaset or any of the Italian sport news providers in the comment sections will just land base whatever it is that was posted. Yeah. Now that's much of the internet. I get that. But Italians are very good at it. They're very good at it in a sneaky way. They're witty. They're very witty. So Lorenzo Insigne came out and said he wants to win La Champions. What he means is the CONCACAF Champions League. Which... Gives you a right of passage to the Club World Cup, I think. He's saying Toronto's a very ambitious project. Now, isn't this ama- is there going to be anything in this show that alludes to how much money he's being paid? No. No chance. No. Do you think there's any... Like, you think, they're not even going to mention how much he gets paid. They're not going to talk... Are they gonna t- I want to see if they talk about his wife and kids. He's going to talk about how he, that he wanted to change his scenery. How this is exciting for his wife and kids. Are you kidding me? His kids have to now go to English school. His kids are going to be like... Dude, Lorenzo Insigne's kids in whatever private school they attend in Toronto now, I think they're about the age where they should be going to school now, if they're not already. They're going to be put in like the special ed program with the slow kids. They don't speak English! They actually don't speak English. They don't speak Italian! That's a great point. They don't speak Italian. They don't speak Italian. They speak Napoletan. You see that video of uh, him on Le Yenet where his wife pranked him. Yeah. And said, you know, I'm going to fucking be an actress. Or they don't speak Italian in that home. <laughs> they don't. There's no, those kids were probably struggling in Italian school. And now you're sending them to English school and expecting them to fucking do well? Understand that 10 plus 10 equals 20? That's, that's got to be in the $10 million salaries. That, there, there's no... Yeah, but, the, but they're not going to allude to that. This is great for my family. Yeah, it's very healthy for my six-year-old child who doesn't speak a lick of English to go to school with Jim McDonald. <laughs> Fucking Angus... Angus McDonald. That Jim is too old a name. Like Bill, Jim, John. Nobody... No kids are named Jim anymore. 
you know, maybe like a fucking, you, you have an Uncle Jim if you're born in Toronto. Your name is like, your name is like Axel. You know what I mean? If you go to the school that they're fucking sending their kids to, probably a lot of Axels, Angus, a lot of fucking, maybe, do you think there's an Elon in that school, maybe? Like, if anyone was born, how many kids do you think, <laughs> how many Elons do you think are going to be born? How many, th- how many Elons do you think were born in 2021? How many people named their fucking kids Elon? You think a lot? I think so. Well, definitely more than 10 years ago. Yeah. What would you name your kid? Something Italian. Why? Out of respect. Well, out of respect. Why? Would you, would you make it, a, and this is interesting, would you give your kid an Italian name if you thought it was a name that couldn't be pronounced? Like, I love the name Andrea. There's no way I'm naming I'm my like, kid Andrea. Like Andrea? There's no way I'm naming my kid Andrea. You gotta kind of give him a bit of a, no. a boost in life. You don't want to be giving. You don't want to be making him fucking start. You don't want to be giving the other kids a head start. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta go with a name that fucking oozes sex appeal. No, there's a, but there's a ton of names that English people can pronounce. I think that I think Nino's a good name. But usually that's like it's a nickname. Shortened, yeah. It, yeah, it is. But you got to take into account the fact that you're in America, Nino. Because kids in school aren't going to know that shit, right? Kids in school aren't going to know what Nino is. you got to give them a fucking... A name that's straight to the punch. Straight to the fucking punch. Like, Christian is a good name. I wouldn't name him Christian because no one's going to call him Christian. People are going to call him Christian. Yeah. Right? you gotta name, you got to leave him a name where people can't fail to pronounce it. Nino's a good one. Right? Nino. Mateo's a good one. Mateo's a good one. There's a lot of Mateos out there. Luca's a good one. There's a lot of Lucas out there. Yeah. I actually have a list of Italian names that I would name my kid. One of my favorite ones is like... You know what I love? I love... I've thought about this before. Should I give my kid an Italian name that's really exotic that nobody's going to be able to pronounce? Like, not that nobody is... Sorry, not that nobody's going to be able to pronounce. They'll be able to pronounce it, but nobody's ever heard it before. Like Danilo. Or Ignazio. Ignazio Adamo. Think about that. My fucking grandparents came to Italy. That's the reason. Now, here's the thing. You have so many people in, like, New Jersey and and Staten Island, New York, and fucking Philadelphia. You have so many Italians in the Northeast of the United States who have been in the U.S. for, like, five years. Excuse me, five generations. Who have been in the U.S. for five generations, right? Yeah. But they identify so closely with Italian culture that they want to give their kid an Italian name. But they don't understand Italian names. They don't know what he... They've never heard of any Ignazio before. Like, if you told a person from, like, Jersey City that Mirko is an Italian name, their brains would explode. So what do they do? They go for, like, Caruso. Yeah. Or... (laughs) Fucking... Enzo. Enzo Ferrari. Yeah. Enzo. What's another one that they use? They might say, uh, fuck. Vinny's not. Like, they use Vinny a lot. They use it now. They say Vince. They just name their kids Vincent. Yeah. I would. No, I think you have. Like, again, like, like names that are meant to be Italian, but that aren't, right? Like, like, Sebastian Maniscalco is, like, one of my favorite comedians ever. I hope I meet the guy one day, okay? I, like, like, if I'm. I just started out doing comedy if if he's if he and i are both comedians it's it's be like you know it'd be like fucking cristiano ronaldo, cristiano ronaldo with fucking me as a footballer you know what i mean yeah there's not much of a gap right now but he named his daughters i think he's named his daughter serafina serafina yeah, yeah he did and his son caruso i get what he's going for it sounds exotic but that's like that's a name where it's like it sounds italian but i got a jewish mom 
this is exactly what it is. And I, I love Maniscalco. God bless him. But, but like, you're not naming your Italian kid Pietro. You know what I mean? You're not naming your kid Ciro. You're not naming your kid Gennaro. Those are real Napoletan names right there. You know what I mean? You're not naming your kid Pio. Pio. Right? You know what I mean? After the fuck, after fucking Padre Pio. You'd think that more Italians in the U.S. would name their kid Pio after Padre Pio. But the last note, you get Caruso, you get Enzo, you get maybe fucking, uh, I don't know. Ooh, you, you, I, I think they gotta use the John more. G-I-A-N. Gianluca, Giancarlo, yeah. Yeah. Gianmarco, Gianmarco's a great name. All of those are great names. All of those are great names, but you know what you get a lot of? You get Santino. Yeah. You get Santino because of the Godfather. You get a lot of Santino. You get a lot of, maybe Vito, how many, how many kids do you think have been named Vito because of Vito Corleone? In New Jersey. In New Jersey. At least 75. What do you mean? Like 75% of the Vitos that have been named, that have been fucking yeah. born in the last... 30 years of all been because of the Godfather? Yeah. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I won't dispute that number. It could be 80. It could be 60. It's a lot. It's, it's got to be a majority. It, it, it's in the thought process. Yeah. So many Americans have been in the U.S. for so long. Or sorry. So many Italian Americans have been in the U.S. for so long that it's at a point now where like you could be naming your kid after your grandfather who was named after his grandfather and that grandfather, so the great-great-great-grandfather was the one who was originally from Italy. So that, that could be a real thing. If some people want to just respect the tradition, you know, you have a fucking guy who came over from like Salerno in like 1902 and his name was fucking... I, I, I don't know. Not. Federico. Yeah, Federico. His name was Federico. You have a kid who's named, you know, who's named something else, and the kid names his son after Federico, his father. Yeah. We're at a point now where that guy's a grandfather. So you have Federico's being born now in 2022 who are named after their grandfather who were born in like the fucking 50s who were named after their grandfather before them. This is never going to end. You're going to start having like Federico Smiths. That, that, no, that'd, be, that'd be unfortunate, but... Why? 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 Why is that a problem? Why is that a problem? You know what I mean? How funny would it be if you had like, um, if like a bunch of interracial marriages occurred over like the course of like four generations and they adopted that same Italian tradition of naming your kid after your grandfather. So it's like you had like, uh, I don't know, you, you had like a fucking grandfather who was named like, who was named like, I don't know, Jamal. Deont- I was going to say Deontay, but that's too that's too modern a name. You know what I mean? There were no Deontays born in the 1940s. Well, what's, what's a fucking name from the 1940s? Can you look up the most common African-American names, actually? Let's look this up. Let's create, like, this Frankenstein of a person who has, like, an Italian... Sorry, not Italian. Who has a fuck... Who has, like, a black... Like, a great-grandfather. Most common... This is gonna be this is gonna be a weird one to pull up, by the way, because they probably don't segregate by names, right? Baby names. Here you go. I'm sure you could pull it up somewhere. Reginald. Boys or boys or uh, daughters. Just, just let's go with boys. Let's Reginald go. Reginald is number one. I don't believe that for a second. Since 1880. Keep going. Cameron with a K. I don't like that. Javon. I like that one. Javon. Okay. Imagine you have like a Javon Washington, right? It's very, very plausible. Javon, and then like eight generate, like, I don't know, like six generations. It's called six generations, right? 
and they adopt like like if African if it was in like African American culture to like name a kid after your grandfather, right? That'd be great. Imagine you have like a Javon Washington, and he looks like me. Yeah. How you doing? I'm Javon Washington, and people think I like change my name, right? Like I'm blackfishing. You know what I mean? I've never heard that term. Blackfishing. Kim Kardashian has gotten accused of being a blackfish. Blackfishing. She posts like selfies and she puts like you know, fucking like like braids in and stuff. You know what Not I mean? Like cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation is another term for it. Yeah, a lot of women actually get accused of kind of like culturally appropriating Asian culture when they try to like put like you know I don't know like like go for pigtails and like 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 bangs and look like, look like an anime character. You know what I mean? Like e girls. Some people some people don't think that's that's acceptable. Some people don't like that. Some people don't like that. I was at. A Korean restaurant the other day with friend of the podcast Avo, who's been on the show, who you know very well. Yeah. And um, our waitress was a white bitch, and she had pigtails and like pink uh, eyeliner and like uh, like bangs. And she she was white. She was very she very clearly was French Canadian. And when you speak to her in English, she would go. <laughs> she like had that like uh, that like Japanese porn star giggle. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not exactly, but. You go along with it. You, you ever heard? You, ever, you, you know, like in Japanese porn, how like they're very typically like they're very submissive, right? <laughs> right, like a lot of that. <laughs> okay, I submit. To, I like she was. She was like putting it on. It's a white bitch. I really have a, a larger takeaway point from this, and just to not tell you, it's a thing that happened. We couldn't really believe what we were witnessing. So it's a thing that happens. It's a thing that really goes on. Jamal Washington looks like Sam Adamo. Anyway, um, do, do, should we play any more of this fucking magnifico documentary? I'm getting a well, what's what's your what's your executive decision here? Are you into this or are you kind of getting a little? Is it upsetting you like it's upsetting me? It's an, it's annoying me a little bit. It's annoying you a little bit. It's a, it's, it's it's a little fake. It's uh, a little fake. A little fake. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Italians love this though, eh? They eat it up. They eat it up. Napoli are a passionate club, a passionate city. We got the captain of Napoli. Well, here's a, I, I'll tell you what the documentary is about. It's about how these, uh, how these directors of Toronto just saw an opportunity to bring in a top player from a top club, a top city, with a few familiar names that you would have seen, Fabrizio Romano being one of them. And, and, and that, that's it. He's just going to talk about how much he loves Toronto and how excited he is to play for Toronto. Yeah, I mean, which is like when Graziano Pelle signed in the, in the Chinese League. And I hate that. I hate that. Narrative. It's like, I grew up dreaming to play for Toronto. I don't believe that. Why do we have to pretend like this is something that it's not? Why do we have to pretend like anything is anything that it's not? Wouldn't things be so much better if everyone was just more authentic, Right. If people exactly. talk about, I signed just for the money. No, not just that. Like, if people talk, like, what if Lorenzo Insigne talked about the time that he goes watch pickpocketed? Not even pickpocketed. What if Lorenzo? Sorry, it was it was it was worse than that. He was in his car and somebody came up to him at gunpoint and said, "Give me your watch." He gave him his Rolex, and he said, "Score a goal for me on the weekend." That's that great interaction. That would be a better representation of Naples, the city, than whatever the fuck it is they did. But they can romanticize it's more like we're doing a 30 minute special on why he joined Toronto when the real reason is for money and why does that bother me so much why does it bother me 
I kind of wish people would just lean into the reality of the human existence a little bit more. Why do we have to pretend that everything is what it is? Well, why, why can't we just call the spade a spade? Lorenzo Insigne is from a terrible place. He won the Euro. He loves that terrible place. The people of that place, by the way, my favorite city on earth, embraced him, and he's decided that he wants a new challenge, and he wants to live in the first world instead of living in the third world. By the way, I can't wait. I'll, I'll be going to Naples in like like a month. I can't wait. Third world. I, hope I love it. I hope no one's listening to the pod. You, what do you mean? No, you hope no one's listening. To, what, what, what am I saying? That's untrue. We were in Naples three years ago, and I got a haircut. And the guy said it was twenty euro. I paid him with a fifty euro bill, and he gave me back like ten euro. Tip included. He gave me back ten euro, and he looked at me like I was crazy. He was gaslighting me. And I said, he he actually invented gaslighting before it was popular. Yeah, before before your girlfriend started accusing you of gaslighting. Before before we came out, I got accused of gaslighting yesterday. I got accused because I was late. I was running late, and I said, "There's no reason why you should have thought I should show up on this at this time." <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: I actually believed that my girlfriend said, "Don't let me be gaslighting me." You were gaslighting yourself because you believed the lie you were telling me. You bought the gaslighting so much that you actually gaslit yourself. And I believed her because I don't really know what gaslighting means. <laughs> that's a ma- no. That's a that's a I I don't even know a matrix concept gaslighting yourself. <laughs> so so you know yes so so and you know what I I in the moment that it happened I realized that the guy was fucking me over and I just said I shrugged and I said Naples baby oh I, yeah you, you tried once of like uh, I gave you a fifty I gave you a fifty and you're giving me back ten and you're you are forty bucks up. It's a 20 euro haircut. But you know, he, Uno reversed you. Because you said, I gave you a 50, and then he looked at you like, he said, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uno yeah. reversed you. Yeah. No choice. Yeah. Yeah. And for, him to have, yeah, for, for me to have given him the amount of money that would have been required for him to give me 10 euro back, I would have had to give him 30 euro. There's not even a 30 euro bill. I would have had to give him two bills. I gave him one. But he still, I just, uh, yeah, like he gave me a lunch recommendation. Yeah, he cut my hair and his son did my beard and I just said, you know what, like, alright, I'll send you a postcard when I get back. And I think I did. Salute da Montreal. You know what I mean? Like, alright. Cool. This is a great memory. My favorite memory from Naples was, we were, we were in Naples a couple years ago and we got off a plane from Mykonos, we were flying into Naples and we took a cab to our Airbnb and we... Sit down in the cab, and we kind of had privately agreed beforehand, we're going to say nothing to this guy. We're going to speak as little as possible, because if he hears us speak, he'll hear our accent, and he'll know that we're not Napoletan, right? Yeah. In which case, he's going to jack up the price, we're going to get fucked, he's going to take us on a fucking tour around the city, and we don't want that. We're trying, we're, we're tired, we're trying to get to our place, right? We'll say as little as possible. It was the evening, right? So a cab pulls up. It's our turn in the fucking cab line. And I just said, Buonasera. Buonasera, stiamo andando. Alla via Francesco Guidoli. I think I, think, I said, Francesco Guidoli, Francesco Guidoli 2. Whatever. Questo è l'indirizzo. Grazie. I said as little as possible, right? I tried to put on a novel of time. I said as best I could. And then we were driving right for 10 minutes. And then on the highway. Like, you're killing it. I, I mean, I didn't talk. You he called talk. me out on it. Yeah. And then at one point, he turns to us and say, 
So where are you guys flying in from? And I'm like, well, all right, here we go. I'll try to do the best I can. Stiamo tornando da Amigonos. Amigonos, che bella, tanta roba. And I just say, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he asks, yeah, sorry, are you guys coming home? And then it's like, well, what do we do? Do we lie, right? Yeah. I told him the truth. I said, no, uh, infatti, siamo, siamo qua in vacanza. We're here on vacation. Oh, where are you from? We're from Canada. What do you do? I'm a university student. I work in a bank. Alla banca. Alla banca. Alla banca. As soon as I said that I worked at a bank. That was the, it. That was it. The fucking armrest in the middle of the two front seats comes up. We don't see what's going on on the dash anymore. It comes down two minutes later. He's on the phone. The price of the fare went from about 10 euro to about 32 euro in a matter of seconds. And there was nothing we could say. There was nothing we could say. I almost called him out on it when he dropped us off. I said, like, what the fuck? Like, he, he charged us an extra fee. He said it was a baggage fee. I was going to I think I think you did try to negotiate a bit. And he said, look, I'm only charging you for two bags instead of three. As soon as we said we were Canadian... Siamo canadesi, siamo di origine italiana, ma siamo canadesi. Didn't matter. It didn't matter how fucking Napoletan I, I tried to sound at that point. It was over. It was over. Because he, he, was like, he knew where we lived. Yeah. So he could have called. I don't know who the fuck he just got off the phone with. But I sure should know he can call them again and say these fucking guys who, who refuse to pay the fare. Here's what they're saying right now. And I wasn't about to fucking go through that. And that's just Naples. I shrug and say, you know. It's part of the budget. It's fine. It's part of the budget. It is what it is. You put your cash in your shoe. You, you you say a prayer. You do the sign of the cross before you leave. And that's it. That's all there is to it. I would appreciate Toronto FC and TSN more if they just lean into the reality of the situation. But just listen. I'm coming from a place where if I go out, everyone's trying to find a different way to fucking get a piece of me and uh, steal my credit card. Yeah. Somehow. People assume that I have some. You know, people want to steal my shoes, my fucking watch. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted by this no, documentary. He's, he's, he's tired. Oh, I was going to say, Insigne is tired. Do you think? And here's the thing. Imagine how great it is for him now to be coming to Toronto and all these Italians want to get to know him, but they're like polite. They don't want to steal from him. They, they're just like, oh, I love you. Lorenzo, grande. That's all they know how to say. Grande, Lorenzo. Grande. What? I don't even know if they know how to say that. Grande, Lorenzo. Grande, Lorenzo. Forza Lorenzo! <laughs> Grazie. Grazie Lorenzo! Forza Lorenzo! Grande Lorenzo! That's all I know how to say. And it's kind of nice. You don't have to speak to anybody. Nobody's trying to be fucking witty anymore. Ti amo Lorenzo! Ti voglio bene Lorenzo! That's it. That's all. At $10 million a year. Fucking hell. Are you kidding me? Tip of the, tip of the hat. I just tipped my hat and my, my earphones fell off. But tip of the hat. I get it, man. I fucking get it. Lucas, should we turn this over to the, uh, what was supposed to be the first part of the podcast? I guess the first, like, hour of the pod where the audio was, just, I mean, the audio is about to fucking fall to shit, but should we do it? I, th- I think we'll, we'll, we'll turn it over to, well, again, what was supposed to be the first part of the pod. Now, the audio is going to be fucking garbage, but I encourage anyone who listens on Apple Music right now to download Spotify and go watch this on Spotify because to wake up to the fact that the audio is going to absolutely suck cock. Okay, you're gonna be able to watch us on Spotify. I will find a way to upload this video. I've been able to do this this whole time, right? I've been thinking about maybe doing a Patreon at some point, where you have to pay 
for video. You're getting it for free here. Go to Spotify right now, okay? You can watch the video of Mango and I in the dark at midnight with my brother floating in and out, smoking a joint. Not claiming to be sober enough to drive right now, but I was certainly much more fucked up an hour ago, right? So enjoy. I don't know if it's going to be good. It might be sad. It might be sad. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, leave your comments. Yeah, leave your comments. DM me at Cultural Podcast. Check it out, baby. Just, just fucking enjoy. This is what it is. We're not gonna not include it. You know what I mean? This is part of me. This is this is the reality of Sam and I'm, When I'm fucked up, I guess this is what I sound like. I don't know if I'm more or less entertaining. Let's see. You know, uh, all feedback is good feedback. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy. Um, I feel inclined to thank you for coming on the podcast right now, but we got another hour of the pod right now with you still on it. So let's roll it over to uh, that segment right now. What was supposed to be the first part of the podcast with Garbage Audio. Let's go. All right. Let's get into it, folks. Welcome to episode number 178 of the Cultural Podcast. Sam Adamo coming at you. Joined by the handsome and powerful Luca Manglaviti. How are you, sir? Doing great. That's great. Great to be back. Lovely to have you back on the podcast, sir. What is this year? Your third, fourth appearance. You've made a couple of appearances over the years. Maybe your fifth. I don't know about fifth. I think it's uh, definitely my third, potentially my fourth. I think you've I done. In. I called in actually, so fourth. Yeah, I, you've you've done a couple of pods with us. My, Michael Adamo is crashing the podcast moments after we started. This is the second time that he comes out to crash to steal. My Pink Whitney. No wonder the bottle is so <laughs> thin. It is devoid of any liquid right now. And he just comes in off camera yep. and leaves. Have a good pod. Have a good pod, he says. Zip up the... Uh, thanks for zipping up the uh, bug screen. Yeah, th- thanks a lot, Mike Adamo. It's open behind you already. So. Yeah, the mics aren't picking you up, buddy. I, do you think the mics picked him up? No. No chance. These mics are fucking A1. Hope you guys are all doing well. We've had a good little uh, soiree here. We've uh, we've been catching up a little. We've been dining on mac and cheese. Luca Manglaviti has had some digestive issues the past couple of weeks. What's uh, what's going on? What's going on with you here, bud? It's reminiscent of three years ago when we were in Tropea together, and you had was it a bad uh, clam? Was it a bad scallop you had in like a seafood pasta or something? That, that was a muscle back then. Was so it a muscle? That, there, there was a direct cause. Now it's uh, up for debate, but uh, hoping to find out why. But uh, still doing well, thriving. Are, one, are one you, meal a day. Are you really? Yeah, one meal a day. Nothing like a little dairy and a hot sauce to soothe a, a stomach which has been irritated for a matter of days now. Uh, we had mac and cheese for dinner. What? What? What have you been eating the last few days? Very little. How many calories have you taken in since uh, Saturday? Caloric deficit for sure. Calorie, calorie deficit. Caloric, caloric deficit. Yes. Okay. Um, usually one one meal a day. Definitely no breakfast. Breakfast not not even up for debate. Breakfast is for chumps. Yeah. Yeah. You have a cigarette for breakfast, like a good Italian boy. You you made me laugh before. You said the two only things that don't irritate you right now. That don't upset your stomach are alcohol and cigarettes. That's true. If, if I'm being honest, that's an issue. That's a medical anomaly. I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think you should be advertising that to people. You should. You certainly shouldn't be telling your doctor that. Or maybe you should. I don't know about you. 
I'm ashamed to tell my doctor a lot of the fucked up things I do. Like, I began smoking cigarettes in the last year. Not really. Like, I'm smoking right now. But this doesn't, this doesn't count. It's the summer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I won't smoke this much in January. If my doctor asks me if I'm a smoker, I'm going to be ashamed to say yes. But, you, but you're you not smoke? a smoker. Yeah, but here's the thing. He says, are you a smoker? What should I say? No, but I smoke. A casual one. Are you a smoker? No, but I smoke cigarettes. And that doesn't, like, that's the thing. Insurance companies ask you that shit. I've actually had this in the back of my mind ever since I started smoking darts. Is what am I supposed to do if I ever, like, get life insurance now? Do I tell them that I smoke or do I not? Because they could probably see that I have smoked. I mean, they would check my lungs. There would be very little sign of anything. But I think they actually will conduct an autopsy if you die. Like, if I die in the next couple years right after getting life insurance and claiming I'm not a cigarette and I take it up later, I don't know if I'm supposed to update How them on it. take it up later? Like, say I take it up in my 30s and I'm grandfathered into this policy that I got when I was 25 when I said I didn't smoke, but I start smoking. You know, does that then nullify the entire thing? Do I have to notify these people? I don't know. I thought about this. It's a good question. It is. We're recording this on what are we, the 13th of July, 2022. I don't know when this will be up. We'll probably put this up tomorrow. We're getting real prolific, man. We got guests lined up the next uh, week. We've got two guests lined up. Did you see that thing that happened in the Canadian Premier League with? Um, our boy yes. Ale Rigi, who's who, who's he pretty much scored a goal. The ball crossed the line, maybe like ninety-five percent of the ball crossed the line, and his teammate, who who has a YouTube channel, rushed in to clear it off the goal line. An African, I think he's South Sudanese, a, a player by the name of William Akio. Did you see that play? I did. I did see that. It went viral. Plot twist: It's actually good for the CPL because that's now viral on TikTok. Which before here's the thing. CPL probably not doing great on TikTok. Here's the thing. I mean that's clearly match fixing, right? I mean like I, I got Ale Rigi coming on the pod tomorrow. That episode will probably be dropping late later no, probably early next week, probably in a few days. And, and I won't ask him about that. I won't put him on the spot because we got club approval to like do the interview. You know, we'll keep it kosher, right? We're uh, we're a serious podcast over here. You know what I mean? We have some like ethic ethical standard that we like to uphold. I'm not gonna put a guy on the spot and put his career in jeopardy here. But that's clearly match fixing, right? Somebody got to that guy. What the fuck else could that be? He cleared the ball off the line and made it look like I don't even know. Did did, did he like protest after? Did he claim he claimed the ball crossed the line? It's like he he kind of did it, like he was afraid for his life, and then he. Kind of turned to the ref and said, oh, that, that crossed the line, right? But he knew he, he was acting. I don't know. Is it match fixing? I don't know. But his reaction was nothing spectacular. Did you know that the Canadian Soccer League, uh, semi-professional league, which, I mean, existed until maybe 10 years ago, it was so, I mean, the corruption and fucking match fixing was so rampant in that league that a lot of book. Uh, keepers like a lot of bookie websites just stop taking action on that league there was actually an episode at one point where I think this team of Croatian guys from the Balkans began trying to score on their own net and I think their their opposition got kind of annoyed they felt they were playing in a fixed game so they said fuck this we're gonna start trying to score on our own net and it was two teams trying to score on their own net and there was like this one guy in the bleacher in the bleachers like fill in and it was maybe 12 people in the stands and people were betting on this live in like Thailand but the, the, something happened literally this week where, I don't know if you saw this, but in India, they created a fake 
uh, cricket league just to get Russian bettors to bet on it. And then they were profiting based off that. And the umpires were getting calls in their ears based off what the live bets or what the overall betting scene was like. You got to respect but that. But it was all fake. You got to respect that. Because you see, I like that. I like that. I like the fact, I like that there's, they weren't even trying to fucking have a competitive game. No, like, that no, was, no. That was, that, was, that, was, that was all from gays. You wonder why that doesn't happen more. That's a great opportunity to make a little money, you know what I mean? Make a little scratch. Just create a league where going into it, you say this whole thing is going to be fixed. You have guys who get to live out their dream and play pro sports on paper. The entire, I mean, they're really just actors. It's kind of like the WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch that. That'd be entertaining. That'd be very entertaining. Anyway, um, so 13th of, uh, 13th of July, 2022. We got a little, we got a little buzz on. I'm experimenting here. I want to see how, I want to see how different kind of substances affect my performance on the pod. I want to see how different substances affect my performance on the pod. Like I've smoked weed before on the pod and the final product is great, but I got to like edit the shit out of it because I keep like, fuck, I lose my train of thought. I always have to pause and fucking listen back to what it was I was saying. So, we're going for booze and cigarettes here. We're going to see what the uh, final product winds up being. It's great to have you on, man. It is great to have you on. Now, uh, I sent you a couple of articles. You're going to pull these up, and you're going to kind of read these as we go. Um, it's going to be a bit of a different episode. I don't know, just because, well, I don't know. We recorded a couple of days ago. There's not a ton going on in, in the football world right now. It's a summer transfer window. I mean, there's only so much fucking transfer news we can bring to you guys. Um, so we're gonna have a little fun here. By the way, last episode, big shout out to Mike Leon Cavallo, listener in San Francisco, who won our Instagram sweepstakes and called in, told me after the podcast, by the way, if you want to mention this, like I wish he had said this beforehand. He said, uh, my four times great uncle is Ruggero Leon Cavallo, a Napolitan guy who wrote the opera Pagliacci. If you want to include music from the... Opera Pagliacci. I was stuck. I, I was so mad at him for not bringing it up beforehand. Do you have any idea? I would have asked him so many more questions about it. Pagliacci. You know, this guy, a descendant of that guy, came on this podcast, and I was asking him about Jimmy Garoppolo and like San Francisco sports and shit. <laughs> you, have any idea what a, you have any idea what a missed opportunity that is? I was gonna say like that's 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 nearly insulting. That's it's insane. So anyway, I don't really know if you listen to the last pod, episode one seventy seven. We had an opera writer, uh, descendant, a descendant of an opera writer. Thank you on the pod, and uh, yeah, he did a great job. But I wish he had told me beforehand. That would have been a lot more fun. I would have had a lot of uh, questions. But let's see. I don't know. I, I, I gotta kind of come up with an angle for Ale's interview tomorrow. So a little teaser that's coming to you guys in a few days. We'll see how it goes. He's been on the show before. He's a great guy. But I don't know if I'm going to put him on the spot and straight up accuse his teammate of match fixing. But you know that that whole team was thinking it, right? Match fixing? I don't know. They're all yeah. kind of looking over their shoulder now thinking, what the fuck is going on at this club? It's, it's more like disbelief. It's like what, like what was going on in that guy's head? There's clearly... Something is clearly... Something was clearly a... Something was clearly a miss there. You're not going to convince me otherwise. And I don't even blame the guy. If the guy got threatened, like, you know, it's not like they get paid that much in the Canadian Premier League. Go get the bag, man. I get it. I really do. But, like, that's just a case of desperate time. Like, listen, if he had let that goal go in and 
I don't know if the match fixers wanted the score to be nil-nil at halftime or whatever, but he, he was going to be in trouble. He had to save his life. He ran after the ball to finish. And I and listen, if it wasn't match fixing, if he really just was going for the fucking, you know, if he was going for a little flair, he was trying to put a little sauce on the goal, steal it himself. It reminded me of, I mean, first of all, Alice should never forgive him for that. This is the sort of thing that a professional footballer just never, because if you make it to the fucking highest level of any given country, if you make it to a first division football league anyway, right? If you're a pro footballer, you're ridiculously competitive, right? Yeah. You're ridiculously competitive. That's the sort of shit that fucking... I mean, you remember misses from from five years ago, man, when you're a pro like that. There's some stuff that you just can't shake. I'm convinced that Ronaldo still hasn't forgiven Nani for that goal that he robbed uh, him of against Spain. Might have been 10 years ago. Yeah. It was one of the nicest goals that Ronaldo ever scored, and right as the ball was crossing the line, Nani... Tapped it in, and he was offside, and Ronaldo lost his mind. Ironically, he wasn't offside. If we had VAR back then, we probably would have seen that goal stand. But I digress. There's no way that Ronaldo's letting him live it down. If I'm if I'm Alet, I'm just... I'm never talking to the guy again. That's... The thing is, like, I'm thinking about it after seeing it so many times, like I said, like on Insta, TikTok, Twitter. It's like, you really can't defend it. Like, but, he sprinted to the ball and cleared it. Well, you know what it is. He was trying to save his life, and that's fine. That's okay. And we're not going to bring it up tomorrow. We're not going to put the guy in the spot. But that is very obviously what happened. Listen, go look this up. Alessandro Rigi goal, William Accio, A-K-I-O. It is uh, obvious. And, you know, I, I, don't even, I don't even necessarily blame the guy. But again, like, imagine if Michael, imagine if Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan were Ale in that situation. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, if you're a competitive guy who just had no... I mean, you, 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 had no, you have no fucking tactic. Let's just think. Again, if, if the guy really was getting threatened by by bookmakers, right? Did I call... By the way, did I call bookies bookkeepers before? A little fucked up. Sorry. If, if the guy was getting fucking put on the spot by a bookmaker saying, listen, if you don't do this, we're going to break your knees. You've got to kind of understand where the guy's coming from. It's, you know... If you're a G, you understand it. But that's the thing. Like, Michael Jordan would have never stood for that shit. No. He would have, like... He would have said, what the fuck? What are these guys offering you? I'll pay you that myself to not take the bribe. Yeah. That's actually kind of a good... Like, that's not a bad idea. If you get offered a bribe by, like, a bookie, maybe you just go to the most competitive motherfucker on the team and you say, I was offered this. Can you match it? The CPL, that's tough to do. That's very tough to do in the CPL. That's very tough to do in the CPL. But, like, bro, if you do that in the CPL and you try to go to, like, the fucking owner of the team and say, listen, like, I'm going to have to compromise this fucking result. I'm going to get in serious trouble if I don't. Like, the owner would probably say, just, just do it. Even if, like, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like they're swimming in money. No, the, the owner just takes the loss of another loss on the standings, but not the loss financially of having to pay. No, 100%. 100 fucking percent. That, I, I took notes for the fucking podcast. I can't even read my own handwriting right now. We're outside in my backyard and it's pitch black outside i can't even read what i fucking wanted to say now i want you to pull up the article about uh, zach wilson here we got a we, we got something going on this is football but it's not uh the real football this is american football but i think it's a story worth kind of bringing to you guys Luca, don't don't look down i'm, I'm scratching my ball sack right now outside of my bathing suit don't look down. I'll look at the other way. Don't look, don't look down. Don't look down. Don't look, don't look at my crotch right now, bro. Don't do it. My right nut is sticking outside of my bathing suit right now. I'll, I'll look away. I'm going to file away. a sexual harassment suit right now. I'm a patient now. guy. 
Dude, take down the Calcho podcast. And <laughs> Dude, my left nut is out. My right nut is out of my bathing suit right now. I was scratching it and it just fell out. We just very careful. Okay, you got two it. articles here. Okay, yeah, just pull up the first one. Okay. What do we got? What's going on in New York? What is Zach Wilson, quarterback of the New York Jets, getting up to? So first article headline is revealed. Mormon Jets QB Zach Wilson, 22, took two Cougars cheerleaders from Brigham Young University to his high school prom four years before his girlfriend accused him of sleeping with his mom's best friend. What? Mom all in caps. His mom's best friend. What are you talking about? Please read more. Let's hear what exactly happened. What's going on? New York Jets quarterback Zach Wilson seems to have always had a thing for Cougars. Oh! Good for words. Wilson, 22, took two Cougars, a pair of Brigham Young University cheerleaders, to his high school prom four years before his ex-girlfriend accused him of sleeping with his mother's best friend. When did she accuse him of sleeping with his mother's best friend? The cheerleaders were BYU students at the time of the prom, while Wilson was also in high school. A 2018 photo from the high school event showed Wilson, then 18, smiling coyly as he received a peck on each cheek from his pair of older dates. That's a very Mormon play. Two dates to the prom. It says Wilson is a Mormon, a religion long associated with polygamy, and would go on to play football for the Cougars at the Church of the Latter-day Saints sponsored BYU before joining the NFL. I think whoever came up with the Church of Latter-day Saints, that's a cult, right? You have an entire state of Utah which practices this one faith. There are basically no Mormons anywhere else in the United States, and it's one state that just adopted this cult that this guy created so he could fuck multiple women at the same time and not feel like he was going to hell. That's all it is. That's all we're seeing. This shouldn't be news. Mormons fuck. Mormons fucking. Mormons fucking Mormons in the state of Utah. I guess the news is here. The football star's ex, Abby Guile, claimed on Instagram that he was sleeping with his mom's best friend. That's the real homie hopper. Right. Because somebody accused her of being a homie hopper because she began dating Zach Wilson's roommate from college who plays for the... Washington Commanders, formerly the Redskins, we're not allowed to say that word anymore. The Washington Commanders. Um, by the way, I don't know any Native American people that had issues with that word. I thought it was kind of... I mean, can you imagine if there was a football team called the Newark Guineas? The New York Guineas. Would you be up in arms saying, take that down? And it was like a guy in a, in a wife beater. A guy in a wife beater, fat with a gold chain. That was the logo. A is, silhouette of a guy in a wife beater. Is Guinea's derogative? Derogatory. Derogatory? I, I don't know. That depends who you ask. You could get offended at anything you choose, Luca Manglaviti. You can get offended at anything you choose. Can I have the lighter? But any, what's that, Mike? Can I have the lighter? Can I have the lighter, he asked. Well, I, I suppose so. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but... Well, you, you are interrupting me. I know I am, but I don't know how long this diatribe is going to last. This diatribe is going to last a while. Can you please give me a light? Give me a light, Mike Adamo. Why are you using my full name? Just call me Mike. You weirdo. <laughs> Why am I using... You're off the mic, by the way. What do you have to say for yourself, Mike Adamo? Say hi. Say hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? My brother's all right for a socialist. Isn't that right? It's a great line. Isn't that right? You love that line. He's all right for a socialist. He's all right. 
No, um, sit down, Mike. Just, uh, just, just sit down, pipe down. Don't say anything. You can sit down. You can, you can have whatever. All right. Just sit down. Just vibe with us, buddy. Vibe you with. If I want to puff it, I don't think that would be a good idea. I don't think it is either, yeah, but put you're an adult. So grass before beer, you're in I'm the clear. Beer, beer before grass, you're on your ass. No, oh, the mic's that's picking. Not real. That's not real. Mike, can you just, if you're going to speak, just just sit next to Luca and just speak into the mic so that it picks you up. I did. I, but, really, I was trying to avoid this from happening. <sighs> but listen, I don't know. So, I don't think it should be that big a shot. Like, like, the New York Post is scandalized because Zach Wilson, quarterback of the New York Jets, slept with his... Mom's best friend. Now, here's the thing. The fact of the matter is, he's going to get a lot of respect from his teammates for this. Now, Luca, no. you f you follow a little bit of Italian football. Is that fair? That's is a lot. That's a, a little. That, you follow a little. Yeah, you follow Italian football. <laughs> now, if there was a guy in Italian football who was to sleep with his girlfriend's mom. Sorry, his mom's best friend. Or his girlfriend's mom. Who, who, what, I guess it's kind of the same energy either way. You're sleeping with an older woman. Who might it be? I'm going with Nicolò Zagnolo. Yeah, because, no, that, that's a good That's a good Because bet. his mom is a cougar. <laughs> and his mom has definitely... This is the most unhinged fucking podcast. His mom has definitely... <laughs> this is the most unhinged shit I mean, in the world. I don't, accuse oh, her, I don't want to accuse her of infidelity, but... If there was a mom in Italian football... That ever fucked another football. It won't be. You know what, Mattia Zaccani. If, if Mattia Zaccani really wants to fucking become a full-on baller after stealing his ex-girlfriend and having a baby with her, he should try to fuck Zaniolo's mom. She would do that. That that'd be devastating for Zaniolo. He should retire. I want to see both players play for the national team. That's the only issue. They have. They have, and they will. Apparently, Roberto Mancini played pacifist or peacemaker or whatever the fuck peacemaker. He tried to. <laughs> sorry, I just, I just, it just hit me. Speak into the mic. Nobody can hear these it mics. Cross fucking alarm in the leg. That's good. They, they block out. Do I have to like really talk into it? Just speak yeah. into the mic. Yeah. What's up? I'm sorry. It's just, it just. This is my brother, Michael Adamo. Cause what's up? I've seen you pod before, and I've seen your like look that you have right now with the sunglasses at night, which is ridiculous. But like, whatever. That's besides the point. It just hit me why it's so fucking funny. You look like fucking Andrew Tate. He looks exactly you look like, like Andrew fucking Tate. Andrew Tate. And it's like I, I I'm sorry. I don't like Somebody like, say say wait, wait, say something about women and why they want powerful men. <laughs> say, say something about why a woman who starts an OnlyFans should give all of the proceeds to her boyfriend. Mike, you're not speaking into the microphone. I was speaking into Okay, so somebody on TikTok doing alright on TikTok lately. Somebody on TikTok called me. The Walmart Andrew Tate said, "When you said that, somebody said that when I was that's railing about eating on planes, saying that just don't eat on planes. That's, that's, that's just fast for twelve hours." Somebody said, "When you order Andrew, when you order Andrew Tate on Wish or something like that, budget Andrew Tate." <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, he's doing he's doing great on TikTok, so I, I take mm. it as a call. Okay, but he's a fucking loser. Let's yeah. stay on subject, Mike. You gotta speak into the mic. If you're gonna sit off to the side, you gotta speak but into the mic. I just smoke. I'm not here to. Well, then, then don't speak. Don't. If you're gonna speak, speak into the mic. I wasn't gonna say anything, but then you roped me into this. Okay, so so I don't know if these microphones are picking anything you're saying up, but my brother oh my is saying I roped him in. I this. will fucking stand next to the microphone until I'm done smoking. Okay, I'm talking. How close do I have to be? Just do I have to literally no. fucking deep throat it? Please, please don't do that. Please don't do that. You're welcome back on the pod anytime. We can have a political debate. We're not there right now. We're focusing on you very important things. Luca, so so I'm here with Luca Manglavi. Mango, uh, 
has watched Entourage what uh, nine times? You but told me you were watching you... Entourage last night. Yeah. What are you still nine watching Entourage nine. for? It's a great show. Never gets old. You got to do better than that. Why are you still watching Entourage? What? Are, what is it? Do you still think that you're gonna become the next Vinny Chase? Because no. Luca has this idea in his mind that he's the main character. He's Vinny Chase. Vinny Chase is a terrible character. I agree for the for the show's purposes, but he's still an actor in the show. He's rich. He's famous. But I no, you're always holding out for the hope of being the Vinny Chase. Of course, I think Eric is a the much better reason. character. Johnny well, Drama. The Johnny track. Drama is the best character. Johnny Drama is the best character on the show. I've been told I'm a cross between Johnny Drama and, and George Costanza. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. George Costanza. Who said that to you? In my, you made is, that up. This is the reality. You fucking In my up. mind, I always thought I was kind of like Ari Gold. You know what I mean? The go-getter. I used to want to be an agent when I was in university. That's what I was gunning for. Wait, I wanted to be a sports agent. I thought I'd be Ari Gold. In reality, I've been Johnny Drama this whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Calf implants. You know? Be a first male to get a lip, get a fucking lip injection that would actually be good. You know what I mean? No, listen. Uh-huh. If I if I got an elevator pitch, the show why I watch it so much, um, I think for guys, it's exactly what guys often live. You're living with your best friends. You're having time of your life. Very relatable stuff. Whether it's women, success, ambition, work, vacation. You can never relax. make a show like that again. No, you can and that's the other thing too. It's a lost art. For it, is women, a, it is a lost art. It's uh, for women. You get an insight into the men's brain. I would say because that—that's the—that is the common man. It is the common man. Um, so we got to talk about something here. Luca, pull this up. Pull this up. Okay, I'm gonna need yeah. you. To, I'm gonna need you to read the, read us this little this little piece of news from uh, the good people at the Daily Mail. Okay, um, this is from about a month ago. I wanted to talk about this on the plot for some time now. Uh, the first man to go public with a case of the monkeypox in the UK has come forward. What do you have for us, Luca? What is the Daily Mail telling us about the first public case of monkeypox in the UK? Yeah, so the headline is, Pictured, first monkeypox patient to go public is a gay HR manager from London who was deported from Dubai just weeks ago for testing positive for HIV. And he claims he still, all caps, hasn't been contact traced. So he got, did you say he got extradited from Dubai with a case of HIV? Yes. And he, so a no, man with... No, it, no, no, not extradited, deported. Read, read from us, Dubai, read us the article. Dubai, the country yeah. they came from. Dubai deported him because Dubai... Mike, we can't hear you okay. on the mic. We can't, I can hear you right now, but you, people listening know, cannot hear know? you. Mike is correcting us on semantics. Mike, you're yelling and it's late. Smoke whatever it is you're smoking. Just relax. Okay, we got very serious news to get to here. Okay, well, what I was saying was serious. What I was saying was that, sorry, was that there's a difference between being deported and extradited, okay? Okay. A country that the person is not in has to extradite them. He got deported. We are focusing on unnecessary details. These are semantics. It's not a semantic, it's an important detail. Okay, he was deported from Dubai. Why was he deported from Dubai? Please read more. The first British monkeypox patient to go public is an HR manager from London who caught the virus after being deported from Dubai for testing positive for HIV. Mail Online can reveal. James M, 35, Mm. has spoken out after claiming that health chiefs still haven't contacted him despite being diagnosed with monkeypox 
nearly a fortnight ago. A fortnight? What is that, a week and a half? Is that two it's weeks? two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. He's basically good. He can get back on the saddle and go start fucking right now. Now, here's the thing. This is a great... Um, this is a great bit of insight into the life of gay men. You could have HIV, and you could still fuck. This guy HIV got deported back to the UK, oh and he still contracted monkeypox because he got back on the saddle and started fucking again. Read us more. What? Oh, I need to know more about this guy. Maybe there's something I'm not getting. What? What is happening right now? Next, he says. Or the article says he slammed the UK Health Security Agency, UKHSA, for a real lack of any basic process or care to stop the spread. Blah blah blah. I, I want to know how this man with HIV, who was deported from Dubai, was able to contract monkeypox in the United Kingdom. What did he do when he got uh, back to the UK? He became con. con Convinced he had a sexually transmitted infection, STI, after sleeping with around 10 new partners in the weeks before his symptoms started. Quote, I'm a gay man and I've, and having just come back to the UK, I was having a good time. I wanted to have a good time, of course! As you would! You've been in Dubai, you've been sexually repressed for so long. HIV, I wanted to have a good time. What's wrong with that? So he slept with 10 men in what, a month. A month, which with HIV, this I'm telling you, I've always thought about. Did this. he know he had How? HIV? Well, he got extradited or sorry, deported from Dubai because yeah, he had HIV. It is, it is pretty crazy. It says James had just returned from Dubai, where being gay is illegal after four years following a shock HIV diagnosis. Right. Recovery. It saw him lose his job and his home. Well, you know, it shouldn't really. I, okay, so so Wait, HIV came to him as a shock, he? but he but he. He went on to still have sex with 10 new partners in the UK. And, I mean, it just, I thought about this before. Like, if you're kind of on the fence, if you're kind of on the fence about, you know, if, if you think you might be bisexual, say you've been sleeping with women your whole life and you're considering switching teams, I would argue that this is a, there's a good, I mean, you're, you're, you're risking your livelihood out here if you go and try out the, 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 other, the other thing on the menu here. Because... You see, gay men, it's, uh, are there a lot of gay men out there that are doing this, that are having sex with HIV knowingly? That That's insane. Can you imagine if I had HIV and this, I gave it to a woman? Dude, no, this and I had sex with like, 10 women. you imagine if a straight man had sex with 10 women knowingly? In a, you know, no, actually, no. you imagine if a woman had HIV, she would get lambasted. She had fucking 10 sexual partners and gave it to 10 new men. But I think this is an edge case. There's no way this happens often. Yeah, this is one jackass that you're making sweeping. He's the first you're case of monkey Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up right now. The shut UK. the fuck up right now. You're making sweeping generalizations about an entire group of people based off of one irresponsible individual, and you just sound like a complete clown, in my opinion. There you go. That's my fucking two cents. Smoking? What, what are you smoking, Michael Adamo? What, what are you smoking right now? I'm smoking some dang fucking Kush from the goddamn SQDC in Quebec. Shout out to the Quebec government. It sound, it, you, you're making no sense. You sound like you're spewing no pure gibberish because of is the dang from the SQDC. You don't know what you're talking about right are now. Are you just doing like an impression? This is Tucker Carlson. This right now? is. This is you a very serious matter. At like midnight in our neighborhood. This is a very gay men having sex. I'm fucking embarrassed right this now. This is a very serious matter, which we all need to be fucking aware. And I guarantee there could be people would not give more or less of a shit if you gave uh, HIV to ten women. It would be the exact same fucking reaction. The same amount of people would admonish you, and the same amount of people wouldn't give a fuck. In general, people just don't give a fuck. I, you know what I think? I have a theory about 
gay men. I think gay men are the best. I think they, oh they are they are fun, and they understand. Because here's the, the, the this is a group of people who have had it pretty tough until pretty recently. I think that's fair to say, right? They've always been fun. They've always been a fun group of guys. They just want to go out and have a good time. They want to go out and fuck, and they want to meet new people. And think about it. Luca Mangalabi, do you remember when you were single? And, you know, if a bunch of people, right, if a bunch of women would come up to you and just be very forward, like men tend to be, you would just, I mean, you'd be, you'd be fucking every night, right? That's, and that, that's the, that's, that's what gay men get to do. You go to a gay club and you're a gay man and you're good looking, you just have a bunch of other horny men who just want to fuck, right? And I think they're a little bit more understanding. That's the beauty about, that's the thing. Women tend to be, I love women, but they're not very, listen, they tend, listen, I think a gay man is going to be much more likely to be understanding you gave me hiv that's okay i get it because we're just all trying to have a good time right what, what are you gonna stop fucking men understand men i might have to switch teams over here this is so like like this is making me really i'm jealous can you imagine living life with such with with, with such disregard for human life that having sex is more important than keeping people out of the hospital and giving them a life a life changing uh fucking disease yeah it's, no, it's... you gotta respect the level of understanding that these game have. if this guy probably if this gay hr director probably contacted all of the 10 people who he had sex with and said i gave you monkeypox and i gave you hiv they'd probably be more upset about the fact he gave them monkeypox i think these this is a group of people who've been dealing with hiv for so long i mean you, you it's they, it, they they've been They've been through the ring. Can I, I think... tag in? Can I tag in? Do you really want to tag yeah, in? Yeah, I want to tag in. Well, you, you're going to like this edition. I just, I really have to say, I... Like, you got to speak closer. I actually admire the fact that you have the fucking, like, self-composure to scream everything you're fucking saying right now at midnight on a weekday in the middle of our neighborhood when there's multiple people. Like, I... Genuinely, it is astounding to me that you have the confidence to do what you're doing right Listen, now. Listen, gay men out there, just be careful because um, if a guy tells you he has HIV before having sex, you don't know what else he's... He could be giving you monkeypox. So stay safe out there. Stay I'm just safe. Um, I'm going to take my leave. You Thank know, you. I feel... Nice to see you. Yeah, thanks for tapping in, Mike. No moment. problem. I hope you guys have a great pod. We're having a great time. Um, what's going on with Dario Hoopnet? You know... I want to give a little bit of a shot. So this this article, I came across this article this week, and I got to say, um, we're going to cross over with something. I had this moment of divine inspiration the other day. Okay, that was a little chaotic. Let's, let's get this back on track here. Okay, we're getting a little off the rails. Yeah. Here, okay, we're getting a little off the rails. It's the Calcio podcast, and we've discussed no Calcio. Let's discuss a little Italian football here. Okay, Luca, I had this moment of divine inspiration the other day. Okay, I was thinking about. If you could put together like a trash eleven of like, like if the if Roberto Mancini had to create a lineup that was most representative of Italian culture today, not Italian culture like grown up Italians will have you believe, not New Jersey Italian culture, okay? No, no. Like modern day Italy, modern day trash, a country which goes through the same. Um, the same kind of waves and, and cultural cultural trends as the rest of the world, right? A country which is kind of reeling from 
an age of social media and TikTok and people wanting to become famous and going on reality television shows, Italy is not much better than, say, the UK right now. Yeah. We have a very bad reputation, it's fair to say. Yeah. With Love Island and Jordy all. Shore. So, Jordy Shore, exactly. By the way, did you see, did you know that Elettra Lamborghini yeah, went yeah, on Jordy Shore? Of course. Like seven years ago and she couldn't even speak English and she's now signed to Sfere Basta's a record label and she is a relatively respected artist this is the Harris yep. to the Lamborghini fortune and she sucked off a guy named Ma'i yes. in the no not God no Marty Ma'i in the shower she sucked him off well, and this is like a Harris to a ridiculous fortune she wanted to become a rapper and in her uh, skeletons in her closet is she sucked off a guy a skinny fat kid from Newcastle at the Jordy Shore house. It's one of the most insane crossovers I've ever seen in my life. Little known fact, Jordy Shore low-key produces music stars. So, Elettra Lamborghini on it. Elettra Lamborghini was on Jordy Shore. Sure. Who else? Okay, so Sophie's boyfriend, I kept, I heard this from a, a good friend of mine, Sophie's boyfriend, Joel. So if you watched in the early yes, seasons. We all know Joel. He's Joel a great is, is a worldwide DJ now. He's got 30 million Spotify followers with a couple of songs that are phenomenal. That's insane. You know, wow, 30 million. He's got some level of talent. There's, I listen to his songs. They're fucking. Good. Here's the thing with a reality show. You can. It'll kind of give you a bit of a springboard. It'll give you some eyeballs. And if after five minutes you haven't grabbed people's attention, they'll tune out. You gotta respect that. That's that's kind of insane. Because you ever think about this, like. Some guy who goes viral, imagine this, if you go viral, right, when you're like seven years old, right, say like you get interviewed, okay, by a local news team and you just have a viral moment as a seven-year-old. For most people, that would be the peak level of attention that you ever get. Can you imagine that happening to you when you're a kid and then like still going on to become, I don't know, fucking OJ Simpson's lawyer or something, to still do something else? For a second time that would become like culturally significant that's in, that's insane yeah so jordy shore great breeding ground for stars um anyway so so what are we saying here? the 11 right so so italy is a um is a country like most of the rest of the world now right bereft of any uh morality right i think that's fair to say so we created i created right an 11 that I think Roberto Mancini should call up if he wants. Now, granted, this is a very attacking eleven. It's a three-two-three-two formation, reminiscent of the shit you might have seen at the turn of the century in the nineteen hundreds, right? Um, I read inverting the pyramid, right? You see, see, I understand football history, but this is this is this is an eleven that Roberto Mancini would have pulled up if uh, he wanted to kind of fucking. I'm not making any sense right now. This is a this is an eleven that Roberto Mancini would put together if he wanted to create. Like a, a fucking perfect, a perfect like group of ambassadors for Italian culture right now. Uh, pull up the tweet right now, and um, we got another point that we got to build up to here, which is by the way, we're only going off of active players. So players that have played in the past, they don't get in. Now, you could really make a case for a lot of guys who played in the past, and Dario Hubner is one of them. But we're gonna go off of, we're gonna go off of uh, the guys who I've come up with here who are current players. Yeah. We're going to pull this up. So I think at striker we have, this is a 3-2-3-2 formation. We've got Andrea Petagna and Pietro Pellegri, yeah. right? We've got Gianluca Scamacca at left wing and Moiskien at right wing. 
Yeah. Mario Balotelli's playing as the number 10. It's like a trequartista. And then as double pivots, we've got Zaniolo and Zaccagni. And then in defense, we've got a trident of Armando Vizzo, Leonardo Bonucci, and Simone Romagnoli. Uh, sorry, Alessio Romagnoli. Simone Romagnoli plays in like Serie B, I think, for Pescara. We've got Gorlo in goal. Yeah. And Luigi Golini. So why don't you read us through this? This eleven here. Why? Why are all of these people qualify? How did all of these people qualify for the uh, the eleven? This is courtesy of yours truly. Follow us on Twitter at Calcio Podcast. Uh, Andrea Petania. Let's start us. Let's start off with the up top here. Let's read through the fucking list here. Who do we, who do we got? What do we got on this list? Striker. His boys and business partners with Italian trap king Sveta Basta. Damn right. They own a franchise of healthy food shops around Italy called Healthy Color. Healthy Color! Boasting such items as healthy protein pancake and healthy poke bowl. You're mispronouncing it. Luca Manglobidi. You're mispronouncing it. It is healthy protein pancake. Healthy poke bowl. Healthy poke. Okay? Svere Basta and Andrea Petagna are boys. They opened a shop in Milano. Initially, a couple of years ago, they got one in Rome. They've got one in Naples now. Healthy color Naples. Healthy color Napoli. We're going to have a healthy protein pancake. I had a protein pancake the other day. It is not good. It is not, it is not good. It would make a great foundation for a house. But, you know, these people see... This is the, this is the thing. So, a, a large element of this... So, again, this entire 11, right? This trash 11, right? This is what I called it. Right? Um is kind of predicated on the idea that you have a lot of Italians right now who just want to kind of imitate American culture and kind of want to tap into American culture. So I think Andrea Pitania gets in right there uh, just on the basis of the fact that he's boys with Serie Basta. And he's not a very good player. That's the, that's the issue, right? He's not a very good player, but man, is he a fucking good-looking guy. Man, does he have some sick tattoos. And he has some fucking great friends. And I love his, I love his business initiative. Just pitch American products to Italians who don't even understand what it is they're buying. They don't know what pancake is, right? It's it's more I he's labeled as il bulldozer. Il bulldozer. The bulldozer. And yes. he's selling healthy protein pancakes. He should here's where he missed the mark. And it doesn't matter, you see, because you're just trying to tap into American culture. But he should be really opening a fucking IHOP. Yeah. He should be opening the first Denny's in Naples. Just serving garbage to people that'll make people fucking obese. And he's got to lean into his own brand. But instead, they're going for colors, they're going for viral. I get it. Okay, fine. What's Pietro Pellegrini done? Pietro Pellegrini, I'll read this one off. I believe he dated... So he's 21. He's been dating uh, Senisa Mihailovic's daughter for a number of years. She's 25. She was on L'Isola dei Famosi, which is the Italian version of the show Survivor. L'Isola dei Famosi translates directly to the Island of the Famous. The Island of the Famous, where Italy's best and brightest pass through. So she's famous because she is the daughter of Sinisa Mihailovic. Pietro Pellegrini. Has he scored five goals in the last five years? I take the under. I take the under. I gotta take the under too. He had a tattoo sleep when he was 15 years old. This guy could have had it all. And it doesn't matter now because you see he's still fucking. He's fucking reality stars. And he's not scoring goals, but he's getting paid big money to give a little bit of hope to the Torino faithful. A little bit of hope. Maybe one day. Maybe one day he'll score 10 goals in a season. He's got to get into the eleven. 
A hundred percent. And uh, man, Moisky in a right wing is a great inclusion because not a lot of people, we discussed this on the pod at length a couple of years ago, but he actually threw a stripper party, I think at the height of the COVID lockdown in, in, in England, Yeah. right? If you get into the tabloids, you're automatically into this 11. You're automatically into this 11. But if I remember correctly, that was only leaked because someone posted on Snapchat. So here, here I, I'm still upset about this. He posted it on Snapchat and somebody took a screenshot and shared it with the media. I'm mad about two things. One, that somebody would do that, but two, that Moise Kean would think it's okay to post anything on Snapchat. You have any idea, when you're, when you're a football, like he was nominated for the Golden Boy Award, I think a few years ago. Anything that guy does that's kind of off the beaten path is gonna get flagged by people who can make a quick buck off of it. So he's not very smart, is that fair to say? But it doesn't matter because he's young and he's rich and he's handsome. And he's fucking strippers in Merseyside, man. Is he side? Can you, just ima- can you just imagine the fucking strippers that he had over? And he can't speak English, right? I won't do Okay, come in. Hey, how are you? I want to fucking, I want to fucking dance with you. Yeah, you like that? I got these fucking tits done in Turkey. I got me crowns done. I got new fucking teeth. I swear to God, I want to go on Love Island. Me last, me favorite last, me, me best friend from school, from primary school is on Love Island. Her name is, her name is Gemma. Her name is Gemma. She's fucking proper, isn't she? Yeah. Nah, no, I fucking bend over. Yeah, I'm going to bend over for you, lad. Yeah, you really like that, yeah. It's a, it's a good accent. Moist key. Gianluca Scamacca. Um, I felt bad about this one. You said unfair, and I agree. It's very unfair, because he's only on this list because of his family you see so but but it's very like here's the thing if you're raised by a psychopath a bipolar psychopath you've got to get into this list if your dad's in and out of jail i don't even know that for a fact but i would assume that john lucas Camaca's father's done time come on so he broke so get he broke it and we discussed this again a year ago but there's some newer listeners he broke into the roma training ground i think last year wearing his son's sassuolo shirt he wore like a fucking hoodie and he broke into the training ground and he began wielding a tire iron. And he bro- and I think he destroyed the technical director's car. Much to the horror of the young uh, youth team players who were there. And he got arrested for it. Now, Gianluca Scamacca could get in because of the neck tattoos and everything. But, but really, I think he's got to get in based on the fact that he was raised by an absolute fucking man. He was basically raised by an ultra leader. I mean, that's... It's unfair, but but I, I see the logic. His, I mean, it's so culturally significant. His father sounds like a guy who probably would have been a neo-fascist member of Lazio's Ultras. And he didn't want his son to sign for Roma, but he did. And then Roma, I think they released his son when he, he was like 2015. 16 years old. Yeah. So he was getting back. He got drunk and he showed up at the fucking car park and he started kicking ass and taking names and destroying people's windows and he got arrested for it. But what a great story that is. Um, who else is in the 11 here? I'm forgetting. We've got, have we got, did, did Mario Balotelli get in? It's a, a, as a number 10. As a number 10. See, this is where the kind of, this is where the, uh, this is where the kind of, the tactics of the entire team falls apart. But he's got to get in somewhere. You can't have a trash 11 without having Mario Balotelli. Where do we start with him? Well, I mean, the, the picture that you chose. Yes. He's wearing tight jeans and a t-shirt with pretty much no sleeves. Yeah. The caption is, 
exes. Italian international Mario did not acknowledge he was PS father until February 2014 when DNS tests proved his paternity. If Pick anyone thinks that if anyone thinks that Mario Balotelli is not Italian, if anybody still wants to come out and say tu non sei proprio Italiano, because that people said that. I remember he got very mad after the 2014 World Cup. When people sent him fucking videos and messages saying you're a fucking, you're a monkey, you're African, you're not a fucking Italian, fuck you, piece of shit, because Italy didn't qualify from the group, right? If they had won the World Cup, they would have been losing their minds. Yeah. But they got knocked out in the group stage, and people were messaging him, calling him all sorts of shit. If anyone wants to say that Mario Balotelli is not Italian, okay, knocking up Napoletan fucking model Raffaella Fico, if that's not like a pledge to the fucking fatherland, I don't know what is. He knocked up this model who was a ship presenter, I think, on uh, on on like media set. I don't know where she was. I don't even know why she's. She might have just been famous because she looked like Sofia Loren. Yeah. But she she was very prominently featured in such magazines as Key, which is like the Italian version of the Sun. And he knocked her up, and he said, "This." Is, she gave birth to a. Half black, half white. It's a very clear, very clearly mixed race child. And he said, "That's not mine. That's that's not. It's couldn't be mine. Couldn't be mine." And he refused to acknowledge the kids. <laughs> he refused to acknowledge the daughter for like two years. And it was the most obvious thing because they were in a couple, right? She gets pregnant right away. They rekindle their relationship. They break up, and he says, "Yeah, it's not my kid. It's not my kid." It's like like like, like this. This is kind of low hanging fruit. But there's not that many black men. In Naples, where she's from, and he still had the goal to fucking say it's not my kid. Like he's just—he's the ultimate Italian playboy. He's the ultimate Italian playboy, and you know, and it, whatever. And you know, they got off to a rough start, but they're cool now. They're on good terms. They're going on vacation together, and you know what I love about uh, you know what I love about fucking Mario Balotelli. Even when he was in England, he was still he was still dating Italians. It was like they were the only people who understood him. So I think he represents Italian trash very well. And again, the, like the number of fucking tabloid articles that have been written about this guy are, 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 are second to none. And of course, Daniolo and Zaccani are, are the double pivots in midfield. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. It's, that's a story that wrote itself, right? Yeah. We were all familiar with the uh, the Chiara Nasti um, matter, right? So she's an Instagram influencer. She used to date Daniolo. Now Zaccani... Uh, is expecting a baby with her. They had a gender reveal, I think, at at, at the ground, the Stadio Olimpico, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, and, and Roberto Mancini again had to play peacemaker between the two men last month during the Azzurri camp because a number of Roma fans came out and said they were chanting after Roma won the Conference League. El figlio de Zaccagni, de Zagnolo. Zaccagni's kid is Zagnolo's, and he and I here's what I love about Nicolo Zagnolo, right? Whose father was a footballer, whose mother is, I mean, she, she's she's a complete attention whore, right? She just, he just, he just, he smiled and nodded. He kind of just nodded along. He kind of just, he didn't say, he didn't like raise his arms and say, whoa, 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 come on, let's have a little decorum here. He just smiled. He just fucking smiled. And, uh, you know, that's it, whatever. It's a, again, it's a great, it's a great little, uh, it's a great little story that I think will stand the test of time. That's one that we're never really going to live down. And they're never really going to be cool with each other. They're never really. It's not no. going to be fun, right? No. But they got to kind of faint it, right, when they play for the national team together. And there's a very good chance that both men wind up playing for Italy at the next major tournament. So I'm very happy about that. 
I'm very happy about that because it's a very good, it's a very good kind of barometer of where Italian culture is at. And then in defense, we've got, I mean, Armando Izzo. Um, Armando Izzo, why is Armando Izzo getting it? Because you see, I always thought he was a very clean cut, quaffed, respectful man. What, what skeletons could he possibly have in his closet, Luca? So as quoted by the Gaucho Podcast, son of Scampia Camorra. Scampia! Scampia Camorra clan member who got yes. shot when Izzo was a toddler. Had his first child with his wife, Conchetta, when he was 16. And 16?! Four, she was 14. What?! Claim he used to be the wheeling king of Naples. Hang on. I think it should just stop. What the fuck? Oh no. Bro, did my laptop die? Are you sh- <laughs> Cause the light went out. No! <laughs> Listeners, thanks for bearing through that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the uh, video segment of the podcast. Hopefully that kind of made up for the garbage audio. Again, this was supposed to be all one podcast. It sucks. I know. I know it's fucking shitty, but um, what can I say? I was a little fucked up. Uh, I don't know. How boring, dude. How fucking lame is that? That I have to fucking use the fact that I was fucked up as an excuse. It's like a guy who smokes weed. It's like when you're 17, you drink the first time, and you're just like, I'm so fucked up. I'm so fucked up. But anyway, thanks to Luca Manglaviti for coming on the podcast and for uh, helping out a little bit. It was fun to rant to you, buddy. Much love to you all. Check out the podcast on all platforms. Uh, Fucking Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Check us out at Cultural Podcast. Subscribe. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps. Even though you're probably listening to this on fucking Spotify, right? Because I told you guys all to switch over to the other platform. Watch the video of the pod. Uh, that's it. Enjoy the outro. Much love to you all. Catch you soon. Catch you next week. Alla prossima. Ciao.